we'll be we're leaving all this in right as the intro yeah this yeah we're recording now like i didn't i i just started recording right before i popped that white claw so i want you to edit nothing so that they get this really jarring beginning where we're just kind of rambling about starting what if we just ramble about starting and then like i cut right now and we listen to the theme song no i don't think that'd work (laughs) Okay, well, with that being said, uh, it doesn't work. However, something worked out because it is, fast forward, week 10 of the season? Yeah. Yeah. I think we've done one every week, right? I don't know yeah, if we missed it. We've been doing these weekly. I just haven't been posting them for everyone. That's what it is. Yes. So, I will say this, and let me see if I can find this out here. I have been getting regular updates from the site that I set up our podcast through. Mm-hmm. What is interesting is exactly how um, how large our presence on the internet is because we thought it was neat to be able to be on Spotify. Uh-huh. We are, we're officially on like 20 different podcast sites now. Oh shit. Well, okay. Get those iTunes reviews in um, because we yeah. need to manipulate the algorithm to really yes. get it out. I want, I want just random people to be searching for fantasy football podcast <laughs> and they come across this and have no idea what's going on. Well, one thing they will know that's going on is uh, that Alan and Moise are particularly bad. Hmm one thing they'll know yeah so you know i should mention um that uh mostly why i've been gone actually hasn't been because of my season um Mm. i'm actually pretty okay with my season yeah let us let us know what the excuse is for your absence i uh i wrote a dissertation proposal uh and i applied for internship over the past month um and i've done little else besides those two things um, Sounds good. So if you want to, if you want to read, if you want to read the dissertation proposal, I've got one for you. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you lost me at read, but can you? I'm kind of like the Martian, honestly. Um, if 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 I, I like reading on the cover, if I liked reading, I wouldn't be logging so many hours listening to Kevin Gates on Spotify. <laughs> you know, I think you could do both. <laughs> I think you could write a dissertation while listening to some Gates. Yeah. Is 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 your dissertation about how you fucked the plug's daughter? <laughs> you know, right came wrong, nigga. It's all it came down to. <laughs> well, I don't know. Because I know everyone is extremely interested, why don't you uh, give us a little bit of info about your dissertation? Yeah, so it's a dynamic network analysis of a novel psychological measure of variation and selection. Uh, so we're using a uh, S-GIMI package, um, which... Instead of taking data at the aggregate level, it uh, aggregates the data within person. 
and then upwardly aggregates into subgroups and groups. Uh, so you don't lose the variation within individual that you lose with traditional uh, regression methods. Um, so paired with that, we're doing a transdiagnostic process measure that will cut across schools of psychotherapy and should be able to easily be used for case conceptualization and treatment. And then, like, at what point does Matt Damon actually land on Mars? Oh, right. So it's this crazy thing. He's there by himself, right? Uh, and he's got to grow his own crops. She <laughs> hasn't seen the movie. <laughs> I was going to say that. I, I, I wanted to let that go just to see how much you actually knew. I actually just had to pull up the uh, Wikipedia and I realized that the plot was like six paragraphs and I knew I wasn't going to be able to glean anything from it in the time that you finished your sentence. So I just went with uh, Matt Damon and Mars. That's everything I know. About. That's actually, that's, I know that and him growing his own food. And that's about all I know. I'd have to ask Moise if I wanted to know more. It's, you know, when most people refer to the good book, they're actually talking about the Bible. But when Moise hears good book, or the book or a book or book hmm. the term books just actually refers to multiple copies of the Martian. Mo Moise owns a leather bound copy of the Martian with a foreword from Ben Affleck in it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I don't know how to transition the, from that to football other than to say football. Hmm. So we're here in week 10 now. Um, <laughs> yeah, is where week we 10. are. Week 10. And so uh, what, is, yeah, what has happened this year? The, the last cast was prior to week three, and it was a solo podcast in which we had an emo song of the week. Yeah. Um, which I, was a brand new song? It was. the. It was. It was, uh, it was the boy who the boy who lived by himself on Mars and had to grow his own food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was it the boy the who called his own shop? Yeah. <laughs> the book. Um, yeah. So we won't do that this week. Um, let's, we'll just kind of get up to speed and we've got absolutely no outline. So we're just going to, we're we'll just definitely do predictions. Yeah. We'll do some predictions. I haven't, we'll, we'll fill everyone in on how the predictions have been going. Oh yeah. That'd be good. Um, and Before we do that, though, um, maybe we should just briefly touch on what actually has been going on the past like six weeks. Yeah, let's let's uh, recap. It's been it's been an interesting past six weeks, and yeah. I think you know, obviously, the majority of the leagues kind of kept up, but I'm sure there are some things that may have slipped by. Um, for example, the the gauntlet that is playing Kyle now, right? Yeah, that that changed. Um, you know, he's done this once before where he lost, he went 0 three to start the season That's right. and then rattled off like 10 wins. Um, so this is actually, this is his thing. He's only done it twice, but twice in <laughs> nine years is pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, so Kyle's kind of doing what Kyle does. Turns out. I, I liked Kyle a lot more when his thing was like going one and 13 on the season, but yeah, that was my favorite version. Uh, or, um, the version where I draft a terrible team for him and then uh, he puts up no points and still wins anyway. That's there was true. that version of what Kyle does. Yeah. I, uh, anyone, he's like definitely going to make the playoffs now though. He's yeah. He's, 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 he went on four, then won the last five in the row. Um, and his team has just gotten better as his guys get healthy. 
and yeah. he's he's got the and number got four and number punt. five wide receiver, number two uh, running back. He's got Drew Brees back now, who didn't miss a beat playing against the Cardinals uh, the week before mm. their bye. So, yeah, Kyle's definitely I think a shoe in to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then we've got a nice little cluster to follow. Um, yeah. Obviously. So that's maybe the most interesting thing in terms of good teams down the stretch is uh, Maori and Drew and uh, Andrew, surprisingly. Well, it's it's almost like we've got we've got more good teams than we do mm-hmm. bad teams, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the two seven-loss teams will do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got kind of Joel kind of opposite Kyle in some ways where he started out real strong. And then, right. um, you know, now that I'm looking at it, uh, an interesting split with Joel is he is four and one within his shitty, terrible division. And he's one in three <laughs> or wait, no, sorry. I was reading that wrong. Um, if what is he five and four? Oh, that was home and away. Damn it. That's not within division. Yeah. Ah, Divisions are not official inside ESPN. They only exist in our heads. Right. Uh, home and away are completely arbitrary splits, but he's bad at home, says ESPN. Um, but his team's just kind of been tanking lately. Um, they started out like, seemed like guaranteed playoffs, and then mm-hmm. I wouldn't put them in the top four. Yeah, it'll be interesting how it plays out because obviously, you know, we've got I mean, I'm I'm at seven and two after my second loss, and my team is either up or down. Um, I, I had some middle ground there, but I've had some really good weeks and I just don't know which version of my team will show up. But I think I'm far enough. Like at this point, I the worst I can do if I lose out is seven and six, um, which mm-hmm. is typically a playoff contender. Um, after me, we've got Maori with his win against Jazz Cabbage last week. Puts him at a six and three, so one game behind. Um, and his team has been solid, obviously, even though he's zero two against the Necros. But I don't want to. But it's worth noting too that he's also second in points four by a pretty commanding margin. Yep. Meaning that if he ends up in the inevitable seven and six cluster, mm-hmm. he's going to break those tiebreakers. And so yep. I think you and Maori are safe. Yep. Bets for the playoffs. It's hard to imagine those two teams not making the playoffs, even if it's a three and four spot. Right. And then, so after that is where things get fun because we've essentially got a four way tie for third place with five and four records. Uh, yeah. Jazz, I haven't been counting Joel, which is maybe disingenuous, but I've just been counting domestic violence out yeah. uh, for the playoff race, well, but I guess that's not fair. And, and I mean, you know, we kind of talked about this earlier, but a lot of these teams play each other. So I've still, I'm playing jazz cabbage this week. I've still got to play against Kyle and Andrew who are in that same boat. Um, and if we look at it, Jazz Cabbage has the commanding lead in points four. So yeah. they're, they're, I mean, if we look at him, Jazz Cabbage is over 150 points up from Kyle. Um, yeah. And, and so he, I, if, if it's a seven and six tie, he's going to win one of those spots, mm-hmm. uh, which I think makes him a safe playoff bet also, because think, it's easy to imagine he gets to at least seven and six. Yeah, and I don't have um, – I'm going to pull up his schedule kind of while we're chatting just so we can kind of mm-hmm. browse what he's got going on the rest of the season. While um, you do that, I'm going to point out that uh, I have the fourth most points for um, one of four teams above 900 points on the season. Nice. Uh, I am 
23 points less than you on the season. Yeah. Um, and those 23 points have accounted for three less wins. Um, Andrew, it should be, we've talked about the luck of the Andrew and how he like consistently <laughs> has the least points against just forever, always. Um, he has one more point four than point against mm. at a five and four record. He has the seventh most points for and is five and four. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Upsetting. Upsetting. So just to just to bounce back, I've got Jazz Cabbage's schedule up here. So with four games left in the season, he plays Necros this week. He's got to take on Bukaki a second time in week thirteen. He's also got Kyle and the Buffalo Jockeys. Um, that is a rough schedule. He could easily go one and three. He, he, he definitely could. And, and obviously we've seen Jazz Cabbage, their team is able to put up 140 points a week. Like it wasn't a thing. Um, but he is on a two-game losing streak. He actually, in the last three weeks, he's only put up more than 100 points once. Yeah. Um, now, so. I two weeks ago, I know because I played him. He just had a horrendous bye week. Um, yeah, he was just never going to win that week. Right. No Lamar Jackson. No one of the wide receivers he needed. He was out mm-hmm. two running backs, Zeke and DJ. DJ was hurt, and so that week is just like not even really his team. So that's the gimme week, right? I mean, he he got a lot yeah. of his buys out of the way early, which is good for him. Um, mm-hmm. Keep in mind, the week before that was the week that he beat Moise by two points. Um, thanks to the shift in the defenses. Oh, that's right. So that and Moise that could really – maybe we should pivot down to the bottom of this where uh, Moise really could have <laughs> used that win because he's now tied with Allen and is 51 points up, points four. Mm-hmm. So points four, he's got like a half-game buffer. Um, but, man, neither of those teams are – a good bet to win again. Like I can't imagine picking them any of the last four weeks to win. It might scratch out a win, but it's going to be an upset. Yeah. And it becomes worrisome. I mean, Allen's team showed up against my team. He put up a hundred, uh, not one of what he put up one fourteen or something like that. Yeah. He uh-huh. put up his first good game of the season. Um, and unfortunately, you know, I mean, he, he got lucky with a lot of these kind of, the Preston Williams of the world putting up a 19 point game um, mm-hmm. who is on IR. So his team's taken a couple hits, you know, if we, if we talk about the bottom of the barrel, you know, obviously it's Moise and Allen right now. And it's, it's, and they play each other. What week 12? Yes. Week 12, they play each other, which will be just so exciting. Yeah. So we, after this week, I think we're going to start seeing a little bit more of the shape of the playoffs, right? Yeah, I was going to say week 12, you start to be able to do the math because there's four weeks left, but there are guaranteed matchups. So you can start assigning guaranteed losses. So two weeks from now, we'll have a really good picture of one or two teams that are locked in. And I play Rosen this week. So one of us is going to have to lose. That's true. One of you is going to have to lose. And, and Rosen's, you know, he's, he's on that side of the scale of guys who probably wish their teams were in a little bit better position. Yeah. He's you know, also he's, eighth in points four. Yeah. 
Yeah. So he's, he's, he's been, he's been unfortunate. Um, I, I'm looking at his schedule and I mean, it's been back and forth the last, last five weeks he's traded loss for win. Um, his saving grace is the fact that Moise and Allen are down where they are and they still have to play each other. His mm-hmm. schedule though, <clears throat> excuse me, over the end of the season is rape babies uh, next week, jazz cabbage. Then he's got Bukaki and then he's got domestic violence week 13. So that is, rough that is a rough rough stuff rough schedule so it'll be interesting you know he's he's not free and clear um and with with the i mean he's had two weeks over 100 points and one of those was at 103 oh god is that true that's Mm -hmm. awful Mm -hmm. just a lot of 90s well he beat let's see yeah he beat adorable puppies week one by 0.7 points yeah um and then he's had an 88 point week, a 93, a 75, an 80, a 96, a 77. He's had one 154 point week against Allen. So he definitely did his damage there. And you know, I'm noticing that's something to comment on this year. Almost everyone has had a week like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Allen, I guess Allen hasn't really, his best week was 116, but most of us have had a just everybody pops the fuck off 140 plus. Yeah. Well, Moise Just, had 126 week one. Yeah, because I played him. <laughs> Let's see. Cock and Blockers has put up a high score of 129 on their season. Obviously, Jazz Cabbage week one just destroyed everything with that 161-point week. That's technically the new – because we're setting new records this year. Mm-hmm. That's the new record. I actually don't imagine it'll hold for all that long. No. It might hold through the year, but I'd imagine we break it next year. Yeah, yeah. And then let's see. Andrew's had a high of 116. Um, I've had a 100 – I've had a 154 against Bukaki the second time I beat him. Yeah. <laughs> Feels good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so so we're, we're kind of seeing – I mean, obviously, obviously looking at the standings, I mean, it's it's – if we look at it top to bottom or bottom to top, like we said, Allen and Moise kind of hanging out towards the bottom, waiting to see which one of those guys inches ahead. Buffalo jockeys, just a couple games up on them. Your team, I mean, you've won, what, three out of the last four weeks? Yes, yes. Because I went from like, holy <clears throat> shit, to like, oh, four and five. That's like four and five with the fourth most points for. That's uh, yeah. not so bad. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you're with the points four, you're almost safe. And then, you know, again, the fact I need like one more win to just pretty much be safe. Well, that's the thing. One more win. Like if, if you had one more win right now, you'd be in fifth place. Yes. If only if I had one more win now, I'd be potentially make the playoffs. If if you had one more win now, you'd be in fourth place behind jazz cabbage actually. So that's, yeah. So, I mean, you, you talk sway from seven to fourth. So, yeah, I mean, a couple good weeks and playoffs are still not completely. Technically, added. I, I just I think I'm, I think four and five at this point in the season actually is too far behind, mm-hmm. but I guess technically it's not. I'd have to pretty much win out though. Well, I can again, afford to lose one more game with the fact that a lot of these five and four teams still have to play two additional five and four teams in the last four weeks. Yeah, you know, I mean that's why right now it's kind of hard to it's hard to tell. We've got such a cluster right there mm-hmm. you know there's there's the the clear two win teams and then 
a seven and six win team that are a couple games up. But yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a guaranteed eight loss team because Moise and Allen haven't right. played each other yet, so we right. know at least one person is guaranteed eight losses. Um, man, I think I think one of those two hits ten losses. Uh, I think I, it. You I, know. I mean, let's be honest. There's there's a world in which both of those guys hit ten losses. Yeah, based on those schedules, right? You know, so um, so Moise, he's playing cock and blockers this week. He's got to play mm-hmm. the Bukakis, hand grenades, and necros. So Moise yeah. could easily go one and three, right? Yep. Yeah, if he beats Allen, and if he doesn't, yeah, two two and ten. And, and so again, or two and eleven. Allen's got to play domestic violence, rape babies, the hot pockets, and cock and blockers. Yeah. So, like, one of those teams could easily go 0-4 over yep. the rest of the season. I mean, again, we, we, we see teams pop, so it is what it is. And teams have bad weeks, right? Allen, I almost – Allen beat me by 30 points. hmm Almost 40 points. So, it's a thing. Like, it definitely happens. hmm You know, I think um... – you should talk about the impact of the flex as the new thing this year. Uh, yeah. We haven't really had a chance to reflect on the flex. I love it. I, mm-hmm. I can't imagine going back. Um, the decisions I've made about who to play in my flex have mm-hmm. far and away been the richest decisions. Um, because if, okay, if we didn't have the flex, I would start Mark Ingram and Fournette every single week. I would never question it. I would move on. My wide receivers are my wide receivers. There's nothing there. With the flex, I've got this like Mixon or Singletary or Sanders or Duke Mm -hmm. Johnson. And the bye weeks, you have an extra bye week spot that you get to make decisions on. Um, So your bench matters in cool ways. We see guys get picked up off the wire and played that you never would have seen. Right. Um, Like Preston Williams last week. I mean the flex the flex sways things. I mean I'm I'm looking you know just at 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 you know like last, uh, let's see this is the wrong week. So for example, this week in the flex and my game against Jazz Cabbage. So Jazz Cabbage is now able to roster Zeke and Melvin Gordon, have them start, and also have uh-huh. Austin Eckler, who is the number four running back on the season, in his flex. Yeah, you know and I've Eckler, got in a normal season would just never see the lineup. But now he's a legitimate flex that matters and his Mm -hmm. team is stronger for it. Yep. And then, you know, I've got David Montgomery in my flex who's put up 20 points each of the last two weeks. So I mean, the flex is one of the biggest swaying opportunities that a team has. Yeah. You know, hands down. I'll also say, and this may be a one year thing, but uh, it's a probably a good thing that, we don't have a two QB league this year right. with, you know, with breeze getting hurt and Roethlisberger getting hurt mm-hmm. and Ryan was hurt for a minute and uh, Cam Newton got hurt. Foles got hurt. Foles got hurt who definitely would have been drafted in a two QB. I um, mean, Mariota got benched. You've got yeah, Miami and Miami and Washington. Yeah. Miami and Washington don't know who their quarterback is. Uh huh. This year would have been a clusterfuck at 2QB. Um, and that's, I think we can all recognize this year's not normal. And so mm-hmm. it probably won't table the discussion forever. But uh, I think this year, 
just even having to roster. Oh, and Mahomes got hurt. Um, even right. just having to roster a QB has been like enough trouble. Allen's been starting Kyle, or I've uh, been starting fucking Allen. Uh, Josh Allen all right. year. And not because he's been good. Um, so I think we've actually gotten the what I like about two QB leagues, we've gotten to experience in a one QB league because of how many QB injuries there have been. Yeah. It's kind of best of both worlds in that respect. Like with the buys this week, we're actually making like the whole league is starting to make decisions about QB twos. Like Joel's having to weigh Matt Stafford's matchup and you've got to look at, you know, what guys like Kirk cousins are fucking doing this week. And that's what I wanted from a two QB. Is having to make those oh no it's all frozen oh am i back yeah are you back, is it back? I'm, I'm back we're gonna okay we're gonna have a sweet little glitch in the podcast but that's okay i left off on the question hey tight end remember that position <laughs> uh yeah so <laughs> <laughs> two tight end week next year two tight end league you know, we laugh, but there have been a couple of weeks with uh, with with people still playing two tight ends, right? Yeah. There was the Will Disley streak for Moise before he tore his Achilles or whatever. That was kind of working out for him. Yeah, that was uh, – was that was that a week? How many weeks was that? I, I don't uh, – I, well, I think Will Disley had a good week, and then the next week tore his Achilles. Yeah, something like that. You know, um, I think – God, by the time people hear this, I think the trade deadline will have passed. Um, can we talk about how fucking insane it is that Joel hasn't made a trade for a tight end for any other position he might possibly need? Um, people will pay you for Darren Waller, my dude. Um, yeah, Joel has the number three and number four tight end on the season. On Yeah, he did this last year Yeah, when he had uh, Ebron and whoever else at tight end, and he never sold. Um Learn how to turn your assets into assets, friend. Yeah. And just if if you're curious about how valuable that could be, um, we talked about Will Disley. Will Disley is still the number nine tight end on the season. And he hasn't scored a point since week five. Oh, yeah. Uh, Waller is super valuable. In fact, before I made the trade with Moise for Deshaun Watson, I would have paid Mm -hmm. up for Waller. Um, I'm pretty confident Joel needs stuff. There's no way Joel doesn't need anything. <laughs> uh, why don't we talk about who Joel's starting in his flex this week? Uh, yeah, let's see. And his name is Ronald Jones the second. Yeah, like you, maybe you need a running back. Like maybe that would be good, especially like when that's that's he's assuming right now that uh, Lev Bell is playing and Lev Bell might not be playing. So you like definitely extra need a running mm-hmm. back. And uh, I got running backs that I would have originally given you Waller given well, to you and, for and, Waller. And let me ask you this, like what if Joel were to package like a Darren Waller and a Jamal Williams together and get a better running back? Mm. Yeah. That's a thing you could do. You know, it's, it's crazy how that thing works. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, like a guy like uh, Allen, maybe, you know, who's got a chub and a girly and starting Greg Olson at tight end. And probably is not happy about that. No, no. I mean, just, I mean, these things happen. You know, they're, they're things that can be had, especially weeks where you've got running backs on by, you know, maybe you take advantage of that mm-hmm. and, and cop will buy right yeah. back. Like, look at look, Sonny Michelle's just sitting on a bench. And let's see, Philip Lindsay's on by. So, hmm. Moe, or so Mowry is starting McCaffrey, who, I mean, puts up the points of two running backs. Oh, Mowry doesn't hmm. have a running back. <laughs> <laughs> Mowry has one active running back on his roster this week. Oh, yeah. Buys are fucking insane. I think I commented to you on this. Mowry has seven buys this week, yeah. which we'll get to when we go to pick games. Uh, Mowry is just – Mowry's punting this week. And, yeah. I and I so. think he's playing Andrew, and Andrew gets a free win. And I'll be mm-hmm. picking Andrew. Yeah. Yeah, and I will say, I, I don't know that I'm fully prepared to pick, so it'll be on the fly. I know. Yeah. You know who really needs a tight end that um, owns technically two, but – actually in reality owns zero running back or a tight ends <laughs> is uh, his name's Kyle uh, of the cock and blockers mm-hmm. franchise. And if you wanted to buy a, uh, a young Devonta Freeman type probably could buy that type of dude. Yeah. You probably buy a Jordan Howard. If you wanted, that's probably an asset that you could buy. Or maybe, but, you know, just... I don't own two tight ends. I, uh, it's not my decision to make, but it's mm. two years now. <laughs> I actually owned three tight ends last week and it was not good ones. You <laughs> own like one. I, I you know what? It used to be good. Ones. <laughs> we, we say not good ones, but, um, I did have the number three tight end last week. Was it? It was Johnny Smith. Had... Wait, who? What? Janu Smith. Yeah, that was never going to happen again, though. No, no, absolutely not. But it worked out so I could beat Mallory for the second time this year. Hey, remember that time you owned oh, – was Breda still hurt or was Breda back? No, he played last week. He yeah. actually uh, – he 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 had like 90 yards last week. Man, what about a Waller, Waller for Breda deal? If uh, some sort of, some sort of balling-ass Coonsie were to hit you with that offer, Dude, what I you wouldn't do with it? I would even give Brita and one of my tight ends. Yeah, like while, Mark Andrews, probably. who maybe comes back. Yeah, he. Uh, I got him. He's, I mean, he's still number seven. Yeah, yeah, he's still a thing. I mean, like he's had you know six point weeks, which like six points for a tight end turns out is enough to maintain a top ten status. Hmm. That's weird because it took me like um, I don't know how long we've been talking about this. Maybe I'll say five to 10 minutes and I found a trade that like definitely I can guarantee would happen. Man, fantasy football is hard though. <laughs> yeah, it's super hard. Uh, anyway, Joel, that's your bad. And if you don't make the playoffs, you have to eat licorice now. For me, that's a, that's a bet we just made yeah. and I can hear you nodding along in agreement. I'm going to take that as acknowledgement of the bet. I'm, I, I, I'm witness. But if you don't, if you do make the playoffs, I I don't I don't have to eat licorice because you still should have made the trade. <laughs> oh man, I'm glad I'm glad I don't have your guys' side bets. 
there's the licorice side bet where Kunzi has two licorice. <laughs> and then there's uh, the money bet. <laughs> there's the licorice side bet where if, if, if two fantasy football teams play each other this week and one of them wins, then Kunzi has to eat licorice. It's like the Mike Mary commemorative beer mile, but it's the uh, Joel Kunzi commemorative box of licorice. <laughs> I want to rent out like a buffet restaurant and just fill the buffet full of different kinds of black licorice. And Joel has to take a plate and some tongs and just like <laughs> get some licorice straws and some licorice crows and maybe some black licorice gumdrops. Ooh, this sounds wonderful. Although crows are gumdrops, incidentally. Were they? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I remember because I watched real close as he shoved handful after handful into his gaping maw. Uh, it was good times. I, I enjoyed Green that a lot. Green poop, just for weeks. <laughs> um, yeah, so when is the trade oh. deadline? I I know it's in week 10, which is now. Um, Actually, but... Uh, let's see here. I've got it pulled up. Start of regular season... Trade deadline, 11-22. We've actually, we've still got two weeks, two Jesus. and a half weeks. Yeah. Whoa, that's not, that shouldn't be right. Uh, 11-22 at 2 a.m. I didn't, I didn't change it from the default. I'm just going to put it on record now, um, changing that next year. That's insane. That puts the trade deadline on the 12. Friday, the Friday before week 12 starts. Yeah. That is way too late. Considering that's what that gives you two games on the season without two games in the playoffs. Yeah, two games. The whole point of a trade deadline is that you want the trade deadline to be before teams definitively know if they're going to be in last place or not. Mm-hmm. And you can know by week 12. I thought it was this week. Kunzi, I don't have had listened to this. Uh, it's not fair. Thought the trade deadline had passed. Yeah. Um, Don't trade gonna... Waller. You need him both because handcuffing status. If a guy gets hurt, I do. If I need to, I can just go ahead and pause this recording, and we'll rewind it back, and um, we'll just rehab this conversation like the trade deadline already happened. Yeah, where the trade deadline was on November fourth, like I thought, or November today. <laughs> November today. It was. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And vetoing we're, we're, every trade. We're not. We're not rusty at all with this whole podcast nope. gimmick. We've been doing it every week, so why would we be? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on, guys. Pay attention. Yeah. Come on. Keep up. It's been. It's been like this all year. Uh, do you want to try to pick a game or two? Hmm. Pick now, okay. Two? The crazy part about this week is we're not going to know what any of the waiver claims are. And like Maori's got seven spots to fill. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and take a go ahead and take the puppies in that game. Are you sure? Because he only has Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, um, and a bunch of other of his regular starters. And so J- Jameis Winston against Arizona may put up more points than. Well, yeah. Here's the deal, though. We keep forgetting that. Uh, between Russell Wilson and Christian McCaffrey, like yeah, he might put up like seventy. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
Also the fact that, so he's still got, so he's got DK Metcalf because Drew, you know, Drew dropped and picked up DK Metcalf eight times um, before he picked up Mark Walton. Which was smart. Yeah. Smart. He needed another running back too, because what if Gordon and Eckler and David Johnson and Zeke and Tony Pollard all got hurt? Then you would obviously you'd start Mark Walton. Mark Waltonberg. Yes. Um, I also, I'd like to comment that Mowry has moved Odell Beckham out of the wide receiver slots into the flex spot. And I like to think that that's a protest move. Like he can't bench Odell Beckham, but he wants him to know, like, fuck you. (laughs) You're just only flex good. How much more excited was Odell Beckham at the beginning of the season than he is right now? So I don't think you were next to us when this conversation happened. Um, but we were walking to the beach, uh, hand in hand, Mowry and I, um, and uh, I was looking into his eyes and he was uh, rubbing his beard as he does. And he said, you know how some years uh, they'll just be that guy that you like have to have. Um, <laughs> and I was like, well, no, nah, I mean, I don't know. I don't really do that. And he was like, well, this year, Odell Beckham was that guy. I was going to pay any price it took to have that guy. Uh, I'd love to get, uh, a couple lines on how he feels about that now. I definitely wasn't there for that. I think I was walking down the beach, but at that time I had one hand in my pocket and the other one was holding up a peace sign. It was neither of those things. They <laughs> both had claws in them, actually. Yeah, so, answer to it was a can-can. We so did take a whole box of claws down to the beach. We took multiple boxes of claws down to the beach. <laughs> and we I don't drank think they them made all. get back at all. Um, so the interesting thing about that is like, you know how some years like you've got guys who like you think are probably really good at the sport, uh-huh. but there's all kinds of flags, like maybe them having only played like 16 games in the last two seasons mm. and like playing on a new team with a fairly new head coach, mm. and a proven quarterback that was super hyped, but you knew dude was a douchebag. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Actually, mean, I, as a as a mixin owner, I don't know anything mm, about that. Guys are exactly as good as they were last year. <laughs> Situation doesn't matter. And and we laugh at this as Mike is sitting in second place with the second yeah. highest points for on the season. Turns out Christian McCaffrey is the only player that matters. If yeah. he goes for less than a cool hundred next year, uh, nine of us have fucked up. That's true. That's true. Yeah, Christian fact, McCaffrey. We should start the bidding at ninety next year. I, I would like to start it at seventy, like just to weed out yeah. everyone but Andrew and whoever really wants him. Seriously, though, like if you're if he's going to go for at least seventy, let's make the last twenty bids count. And yeah, yeah. We, we we need to just expedite next season and just have reserves, or we do a Christmas silent guys. auction next year. <laughs> Where there is a for box, there is a box for for every player, <laughs> and, and whoever's faggot has to tally them up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so surprisingly good deals that way. No yeah. one can bid you up. The faggot's like, hey, uh, yeah, I just I just happened to get like McCaffrey and Saquon and Pat Mahomes and Julio, and yeah. I I just had the highest. He's Weird. I just keep uh, I keep bidding one dollar more than the highest bid. That's just it's crazy. 
Um, you know, uh, it's worth talking about how uh, Andrew doesn't start wide receivers every week, but Austin Hooper is so good that <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, man. The fact that Austin That's Hooper, one I didn't see coming. Yeah, is well, he, he's the number one. He's number one he's, tight end. So he's Eric Ebron this year. Literally, exactly. Next year, he won't be even startable. But this year, he's Eric Ebron, mm-hmm. tight end one, God status, Austin fucking Hooper. Yeah, I mean, he's had what? He's got six touchdowns on the season. Yeah. He's he's had at least six catches in all but two games. Yeah. 200, two 100-plus game seasons. God, he's yeah. and he looks like a fucking turd. Yep, because he is. And so that and the Patriots <laughs> defense. Although Andrew does not have the Patriots defense this week. So. He does and not. Randall Cobb. Is yeah. A bold uh, yeah it's, <laughs> well, when you look at his, I mean, it's Randall Cobb or Slayton. Uh, Eric Ebron. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ebron against Miami. Eric Ebron is the wide receiver or the tight end 13. Oh, that's better than I thought, actually. <clears throat> yeah. Well, again, tight end such a fucking clusterfuck this year. Yeah. God, he, okay, dude, he has no points and he's still 13. He averages five points a week. He's had two games where he's put up less than a point. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, tight ends. Yeah. Uh, tight ends fun. Yeah. Um, I'm still going to go Andrew. Also, he's a 56 percent win probability. Um. Yeah, like Andrew's yeah. team. Even this week, I mean, with with no defense, he's still projected by ESPN at 94 points. Yeah. If he had, and that's with defense. defense. If he had New England's defense, he'd probably be projected at like 120 points. Mm-hmm. Conservatively. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I, I I don't want to be cute. I'm just, I mean, honestly, I, I like Andrew or I like Mowry's receivers better. When he has them, does are they on by? They're on by. No, Mowry's got Cooper Metcalf and Marvin Jones Jr. Oh yeah, those guys are good. You yeah. know, um, yeah. I, I just, I mean, with Russell Wilson and McCaffrey, I just, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I just, I'm curious to see what he does with this running back. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play the safe road and I'm going to take puppies in that one. Yeah. I think you bet against the team with seven, <laughs> with buys. seven buys. Yeah. Um, so what do we got? The Buffalo jockeys and Ray babies. Oh yeah. That's going to be a good one. Um, no Fournette, which is, Kind of a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Watson, which is also a big deal. Um, uh, I'm going to still go with me. Yeah. But I don't feel great about it. You know, I'm, I'm looking at this, right? So he's got... I'm Rogers. assuming James Conner doesn't play too. If James Conner plays, that's real bad for me. Yeah. Yeah, with Jalen in the flex. Well, I mean, either way. I mean, honestly, if Connor doesn't play, then I think Jalen's suitable to slot in there. I mean, I would take him in. I mean, not that he has anyone else on his team. I, you know what? I think I'm going to go jockeys on this one. Ouch! That's I, rough. Yeah, I know. Like, I hate to. This is completely on the spot, and I, I don't want to be a dick. No, I mean, it's it's going to come down to if Coleman. Is Coleman of two weeks ago or Coleman mm-hmm. of last week? Yeah, uh, and because I mean, if 
Uh, same with Galladay. Uh, Galladay's been so fucking You know bust. what? Yeah, actually, now that I'm looking at his wide receivers, I think I'm going to pivot back. I think I'm going to take you in this one because Galladay, Beasley, and Kirk compared to Evans, Lockett, and Diggs. Yeah. I, just, I mean, Lockett's got a tough matchup. Um, although Lockett will be out of the SWAT enough, he should avoid Sherman. Um, well, and dude, but Evans has got Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, picture this with um, this will come out tomorrow after waivers, so it doesn't matter. Picture this roster, but with um, I'll probably get the Ravens defense. Unless yeah. Allen snakes them, um, in which case I'll get Indy's defense, and then picture it with like Philip Rivers or Kirk Cousins at quarterback, if that helps fill it out. Yeah, I mean Cousins has been solid. I mean I don't. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna pivot. I and it's just it's all in those wide receivers. I mean the fact that yeah. all three. And when that's wide what, I've been winning because those guys yeah. have been putting fucking fifty points, but. We'll see if they continue it. Yeah. Yeah. The Mixon, Mixon's real nasty. Um, yeah. Baltimore's not what you want. You hope he gets a touchdown. Um, Ingram and Singletary are all right. In fact, Ingram should probably clean up against Cincinnati. Yeah. You know, and if I was going to be cute, you might I almost well, I can't go Miles Sanders. Well, no, no, no. I was almost thinking like take Mixon out of running back and throw Singletary in there and then flex right. in. Mike Williams. That's my only shot. Uh, Mike Williams or Curtis Samuel. I'm not. Yeah. I, you know what? I mean, honestly, like Curtis Samuel, I, I, I'd be tempted to do that. And I don't know why, but I feel like, well, the average week you would have been right. It's just hard to bench a running back. You know, who's going to get 11 plus carries. Yeah. I mean, I just, go for four yards. The, the idea of well, and and then you run into the possibility that I'm going to pick up Baltimore's defense, and then I've got my running back going against Baltimore's defense, and that just never feels good as a. No, I'm, but uh, well, part of it is uh, I heard Andy Dalton was getting benched, and so mm. I imagine some picks get thrown. <laughs> yeah, although the game script means that Mixon might not see the field much, but yeah. Um, it feels cute to not start him, but I know. Sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. So, okay. You know, Marlon Mack against Miami also could just single-handedly put up 40 points. And then I hadn't thought about that. This is going to be a closer game than it ought well, to be. You know, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's interesting because is Marlon Mack better than Le'Veon Bell? No. And in Miami, Last but Indianapolis week. is better. Indy's not going to lose this game <laughs> is the difference. Yeah. And I think Bell was hurt, hence that MRI he got. I don't think that was real Lev Bell. Well, okay. So we've got uh, – okay, we're both taking babies in this one then, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Got that. So let's see. Let's go – I've got hand grenades, domestic violence. Okay. We can go there. Um which uh, um, ESPN has a 64% win probability in this game for one of the sides. <laughs> yeah, I, and I mean, I think we Allen's got, got a bunch of buys. Well, so Allen, so Allen's actually gone through his. He set his lineup 
with everything except for his defense. So yeah, he's got Allen, he's got Chubb and Gurley with Drake and his flex, mm-hmm. and then Sanders, Hollywood, and Josh Gordon. He's he's starting Josh Gordon. Yeah, which I mean, I mean Brandon Cooks is out. He's got MVS. I guess it's what you do in this case. Yeah. Kyle's gotten away with it before where you start Gordon his first week with a new team and he happens yeah. to catch a touchdown. And although against San Francisco, I wouldn't feel good. Against about it. San Francisco and the fact that Wilson's got so many established targets that he's already comfortable with, it yeah. seems like it would be cute trying to force feed Gordon, right? Yeah. And Marquise Brown is also not someone I'd feel great about starting. I mean, yeah. Manuel Sanders turns out like that's going to work out for you. And that's right. cool. Um, I mean, Marquise Brown against Cincinnati, like obviously there's the upside. Yeah. It's just a matter of like how, I mean, he came back last week, had three catches for 48 yards in a game that was fully just, I mean, it was against New England defense, right? Yeah. And, I think and, it just comes down to Baltimore gets ahead. And then they have four different ball carriers that yeah. each get 10 to 12 touches. Yeah, because Gus Edwards is still a thing. And then they've got three different tight ends they throw to. That's so, true. like, if you could start every single Baltimore wide receiver as the same player, they still wouldn't be that good. Because the tight ends and running backs do so much fucking work in that offense. <laughs> I don't know if I told you this, but just a little side note. I, I started a uh, Madden 20 season uh, oh, uh-huh. as, as Hollywood Brown, I did a franchise. Oh, you did tell me this. Did I? Yeah. yeah. Uh, end of the first season, he's got 4,000 receiving yards. So it's an impossible number. <laughs> he just gets open on the streak so much. It's, <laughs> it's silly. It's beautiful. It's the only way I like playing as a wide receiver. <laughs> just running um, a streak and holding your hands up. So, okay. So on the flip side of this, so right uh, now, oh, I will well, say, hold on. we should also talk about how Kenyon Drake um, probably DJ is back. And yeah, so Drake, Drake, so a Drake real person is, anymore. Drake is projected at 2.8 carries. Yeah. And 3.5 yards. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting. I mean, obviously he had the big week last week and yeah, everyone loves that. But yeah, it's, this is one of those things where like, if you're the Drake owner, you hope, you just kind of would have picked him up and he was a bench player and you weren't going to have to start him and you could hold it out. You could hold out a little longer and actually see what he does. But again, I mean, he's got Brandon cooks hurt. Everyone else is on by. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, it's a tough one. That being said, without his defense, Joel's projected 30 points up on him. Yeah. And that defense, the highest projected defense is going to be 10 points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, this is again assuming Lev Bell plays, and we right. don't know that happens. Right, uh, which means Sean McCoy gets plugged in, or or he could play both tight ends. Like yeah, a- and, yeah. and honestly, that I mean that could be a thing. I mean, Josh Jacobs against the Chargers is a matchup I like. It, the Chargers defense just should be good, but it I know they aren't, but they should be. Well, and, and they, yeah, you know, you look at between Bosa and Ingram and you look at him and you're like, yeah, you guys shouldn't have a problem stopping the run, but that no. hasn't, that hasn't been the case. I know. Bosa's at least been getting stacks lately. Yeah. Bosa, the best defensive end in the league. 
Mm. Yeah, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. Uh, <laughs> who's not going to wow you with his athleticism, says no. Will. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely won't. Um, he may wow you with how far into the dirt he forces Baker Mayfield's face. <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, he also might get Mahomes back this week, right? Yeah. But I'll be honest with you, like, Stafford's been on fucking fire, dude. Not against Chicago, though. Dude, she- Chicago's so, defense has still been good. I mean, they've been okay. Like, here's here's the last uh, – so, since week five, mm-hmm. uh, they put up three points against Oakland. Mm-hmm. They had a bye week. Zero points against New Orleans. Four points against the Chargers. Three points against Philly. Well, they've done no Moise, no favors. <laughs> no, they, they're 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 dealing with the the curse of the new girlfriend, thanks to Brandon Moise. Um, I, I mean, i I think the games the game I think the game ends up being close. Well, I want to say closer, but that would assume that the Bears' offense is a thing. Yeah, um, yeah, and and again, you know, you, you get it's it's the whole. Like John Gruden is like that old school, like, yeah, like it's still okay to run the ball. Fucking Oh, I've got the number I want. Here's here's the stat that okay. I want to give you that backs up my point. Here have here's the point totals for quarterbacks facing Chicago this year. Okay. Twelve point eight points, fifteen point six points, eleven point five points, seven point two points, seven point eight points, twenty-eight points, ten points, fourteen point nine points. So two weeks over 15 points, your okay. QB against Chicago. That's definitively not a matchup you want. And there are good – there are a lot of Matt Stafford-level quarterbacks mixed in. <laughs> okay, so they played Green Bay week one, right? And Rodgers yeah. was rusty as fuck. Rodgers. So Rodgers, Flacco, uh, whoever was starting for Washington, <laughs> Cousins, uh, Carr – Bridgewater, Bridgewater, Rivers, Wentz. Yeah, Matt Stafford is definitively a Rivers Wentz caliber player, and they put up ten and fourteen point five points respectively. Yeah. So that's bad. He, he's projected at seventeen points. So oh, that's wait, on the high end. I would say that's his ceiling. Okay, given the yearly numbers, I take Mahomes at Tennessee is is the point. Yeah, and, and so I mean, I would I would say yeah, like. Stafford, no, no. If if Mahomes plays, obviously you play him, right? Yeah. But if Staff- Mahomes doesn't play, you keep Stafford. I think you don't. Right. You Stafford don't. at minute. So Stafford against the Vikings defense, who again they're not as good as they should be. Right. They're still not a pushover. Still threw for three hundred and sixty yards and four touchdowns. So yeah. And again, I mean, we're you know we're splitting hairs here. I mean, if Matt Stafford puts up fifteen points, I think the composition of the team compared to it's just one of those things that you know if if we look at floor obviously any team can blow up but if we look at the floor then i'm I'm, i still take dv all day right yeah you do um you know now that i'm looking at it julio with mark marcus Lattimore on him isn't great keenan allen should do work robert woods just hasn't been good this year that's true He's he's been bad this year um, Kittle's fine. Jones against Arizona probably will do okay. I actually don't love 
a lot. It's just that he's playing Alan and <laughs> Alan. You go with what's been true all season. And that's that Alan probably doesn't put up hundred plus points again this week. But it'll be loose shot. Oh, there we go. <laughs> we we All back. Right. All right, back from our uh, terrible internet break. We should talk about the uh, the lock of the week, which is now worth extra points if you win, but you lose extra points if you lose it because I'm okay. going to need some. I'm going to need some locks to make up ground on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with this week. So let's uh, let's go ahead and call the next two games, and mm-hmm. then we'll we'll break down lock of the week and give our picks. Okay. So, uh, so next is uh, Cock and Blockers Pockets. I don't yeah. think we probably have a lot to say other than that Cock and Blockers should absolutely destroy this matchup. Yeah. I mean, Moise has everyone on by. Mm-hmm. And frankly, if he didn't, uh, <laughs> I don't think it would matter much. It's t- it'd still be questionable. Um, yeah. I mean, again, Kyle's got three amazing wide receivers, right? Yeah. I mean, the only knock is that Jared Cook is garbage yeah. boy. And, and Frank Gore is not who you want to be starting this week. Mm-hmm. Frank Gore freshly off losing his job. But I don't. I think he could not play a flex and win. <laughs> yeah. Like, And I still don't think it would be close. That flex, like putting up zero points or putting up five points doesn't matter. I think he wins by 30. Oh, Ertz is yeah. I yeah. just I knew his tight end was on by, but I'm realizing that tight end is Ertz, which was a major strength of his roster, mm-hmm. and is on by. Well, in the fact that I mean he's his quarterback's on by, and he doesn't have a backup, mm-hmm. so he's got to pick a backup up. Mm-hmm. He's got a running back on by, so even if he were to flex Damian Williams up, mm-hmm. then he's got a tight end and a flex position to fill. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you hope Thielen's back, maybe? Obviously. No, I don't think there's any way Thielen's back. I think that's basically confirmed. Yeah. So, I mean. In so fact, I might have seen something today where he's, like, definitely not playing this week. And, like, maybe he doesn't play again until they're by in week 12. Oh, that's right. Because yeah, Okay. Yeah, I forgot he came back last week and re-aggravated his yeah. hand. That's right. Yeah, Vikings are expected to hold them out until the team's Week 10 game versus the Cowboys. Wait, no. They're expected to hold them out of the team's Week 10 game against Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, and then Denver. It would make no sense to play them at Denver. Their defense has been randomly mad decent. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, cocking on that one. So, yep. So, off to – so, this will be – so, uh, Jazz Cabbage and I play for the second time this year. Ah, uh, Yes. Um, and it'll be interesting because, again, obviously, my team's got the potential to put up points. But it's weird. Both of you, uh, your teams either seem to put up 150 points or 70 <laughs> points. <laughs> and uh, excuse me, it's, it's hard to bet on which. We'll do mm-hmm. which. Um, man, I really like the Bills' defense in Cleveland. <laughs> Yeah. And I really like Lamar Jackson doing literally whatever the fuck he wants in Cincinnati. Yeah. 
be 40 points. Right. Yeah. And I mean, my matchups, Prescott against Minnesota, Carson against San Francisco don't look amazing. I actually, I think Arizona is going to be a Godwin game because I think they're going to put Patrick Peterson on Evans. Right. And so I think Godwin's actually going to get the better of that matchup. And that's a good matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chark's on by. So as it sits, he's got AJ Green to slot in if he doesn't pick someone up. Is AJ Green going to play? Well, he's questionable. Yeah. We, I, I mean, we'll find out. We, I guess tomorrow we see if he practices. God, how do you not own – oh, because he's got two buys is how. Yeah, he's got McLaurin on buys and Sanu on buy. Is he going to have to drop somebody just to have a startable wide receiver? Um, yeah. Hey, quick question. Do you need to own the number 14 quarterback? Do you think that's smart? <laughs> to do maybe, maybe uh, not necessarily. maybe if he drops them you might could pick up pick him up yeah like what if he's been hurt yeah what if, if you already held him through his bye week it's weird what if what if Dan, hey, what if the by the way says he's a full go because i feel like drew does listen to this um here's the deal drew if Lamar Jackson gets hurt, uh, Matt Ryan's not going to save you, bruh. You're probably just fucked, which is fine. You're not going to wear a dress or anything, but like you're not probably going to win a championship either. So uh, I don't think it matters. I don't think what Matt if, Ryan's going to do the thing. The other option would be to drop Kareem Hunt for the fourth time this year. No, because now he plays. can't do that anymore. I mean, you could. And do if you're gonna do it, tell me first that you're gonna do it. <laughs> he yeah, he's, he's dropped Kareem Hunt three times in the last month, so he really wanted him. I mean, and I get it. You know, yeah, when you got Elliot Gordon and Eckler and David Johnson. What you really need, you need, you really need a fifth running. Is another back. who you you know like what if all those guys get hurt? <laughs> I and and I, I think his argument would be like I'd rather have him on my bench than someone else have him on their team. I guess, but you, I don't think you can play that way. Yeah, not when you need a wide receiver this week. I mean, we'll see if AJ Green plays. If AJ Green plays, it doesn't matter. But I don't know that he does. Well, so so do you go cabbage in this one. Does that mean we pick you? Uh, the Hopkins buy is not friendly. I don't no. like that. No. I don't like that at all. I mean, I don't like Tyler Boyd against Baltimore. Mm-mm. Especially because if Adrian does play, you're like double fucked on Tyler Boyd. Honestly, uh, Tyler Boyd is a better receiver when AJ Green's on the field. Yeah, but not against Baltimore. I, I, you know what? I hope AJ Green plays. I don't think you do. I do. Um, I don't like Carson's matchup. I don't like Jones's matchup. I don't like Dak's matchup. 
unlike Devonte Adams' matchup. <laughs> I like Mark Andrews' matchup. Yeah, if you can catch it. I don't really like David Montgomery's matchup. I don't know if you're going to roster two defenses or not, but I don't like that matchup. And if you do roster two defenses, you got to drop a dude. Yeah. Uh, I may drop uh, Madison and pick up a defense. I mean, you can't drop Herndon because that guy <laughs> might play this season. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I'm just hoping that like Herndon comes back so I can start him and put Matt. How is Herndon not even like designated as questionable? He's, so he's he, for sure going to play next week. Well, he so he was healthy and held out of the game this last week. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Well, they clearly didn't need the help against Miami, so. Right. Right. I mean, Ryan Griffin's been a monster. Yeah, that's a big old yikes. Um, I don't like this matchup. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Jazz Cabbage. But I'm also not going to lock that in either. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, I'll talk about that. There are other better locks. There are clean locks later. <laughs> um, Jazz Cabbage narrowly. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you an opportunity to sneak up on me. I'm going to take myself in this one. I like the enthusiasm. Yeah. I I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, I don't know. It's it's you got better players across the roster. Yeah, I mean worse matchups. And normally, I could just pick the better players. I don't know why yeah. I'm leaning so heavily on matchup, but yeah, no, I mean there's there's definitely there's definitely a reason for it. I just I have in on the season I've actually for the games in which we called my game. I have been correct all except for two weeks. And one of those was calling myself to lose to DV in week three. So mm-hmm. ah, it is what it is. If not, then it gets you one closer. And uh, mm-hmm. so let's do this. Let's, uh, so we'll talk about the predictions where we're at so far. Wait, we've got one more, right? No, or did no, we talk it. about That's it. So jazz cabbage ah. necros. We've got a split you for jazz, me for necros. Uh, yes. And then we're blanket all across the board. DV over grenades, cocking over pockets, babies over jockeys, and puppies over bukaki. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do we take a week? So we have one difference this week. We've only got, yeah, we've got one difference this week. Yeah. So currently on the season, we have projected 34 games total. So we missed week eight and week six and seven, we were, we got behind and yeah. didn't get to call until the, you know, until after Thursday games were over. So we omitted the teams that had Thursday players. So we only called two games each week, mm-hmm. six and week seven, no games in week eight. So we've called a total of 34 games that have played over the season and uh, neither one of us are doing amazing. Um, I've got 21 out of 34 correct for a 61. I think that's pretty good. Seven six. So 61 round up 62 percent. Um, and you've yeah. got you're four games behind. 17 out of 34 for a perfect 50. 
not a perfect 50, but an even 50%. Is it, is it perfectly 50%? Uh, as, as long as I'm winning, it's absolutely perfect. Yeah. I feel like 50% is mad terrible, um, but that's okay. Well, it depends on how you look at it. Like if I got 50% of the blow jobs I wanted from. What if you got like the first 90%? <laughs> I'd rather get the first 90% than give the first 90%. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's fair. Would, would you rather give the first 50% of a blow job or the last 50% of a blow job? I mean, that's easy. I'd give up to the first 90% Ooh. Rather, just to avoid the last 10%. Um, I'd rather get just the last 10%. Mm. Like you just, just rub, save us you're, all some time, you're rubbing it out and you're like, oh God, I'm going to go. And then like someone comes in and is like, here, let me finish. Yeah. Can yeah. you imagine the, the cleanup would be darling? Well, I just walk out of the room, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I would high five myself. Cleanup <laughs> sure. I would do the thing that like Notre Dame does where you hit the top of the doorway hmm. on I the way out. I don't think it's just a Notre Dame thing. That's a. I think it's literally only from that movie, Rudy, hmm. that they do that. Yeah. Well, t- Tennessee does that. No. I, I, I've been in the locker room. No. Getting the last 10% of the job. <laughs> I was given the first 90% of the job. That's, turns out that's how you can get in any locker room. <laughs> just, right. just know that there's 50, 50 plus men on a football roster, so that's a lot of blow job. It is. But, you know, it's only 90% for each one. So. Right, yeah. It's really so, I mean, not. It only comes out to like, like, I don't know, like 500 and something percent of blow jobs. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's not gay. It's no. football. No. So, um, um, so the lock of the, yeah, so, what the so, specific rules. So the lock is each, each win typically gives us a plus one to our total win column. Yes. So the lock, if you get it correct, are we going plus two? Yes. And if you get it incorrect, instead of it being zero, you get a minus one. Yes, it actively okay. takes one away. Yeah. So there is a potential for a three-point slide. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now you can also pick a lock, and then it would just match it. Uh, I right. Think- yeah. If, if if they're both correct, or yeah, so it could be. I mean, you got. You I mean, got I'm going to take the easy lock, which is the uh, the hot pockets with none of their best players against uh, the cock and blockers with almost all of their best players. Like, why wouldn't I also just take that one? I mean, you could do that. Now, let me ask you this. Can we gamble? Can we say, like, that's the easy one, right? So, Oh, you're asking, oh, can you, like, so that's a final Jeopardy, a harder game for? Yeah, like, so Kaken is a plus two. Like, I think that's the thing. Like, maybe there should be some odds played into this. So I mean, maybe we should just do spreads. Spreads is normally how you accomplish lopsided matchup things. Like, not just does Kyle need to win, he needs to win by a margin. Okay. It's so normally I would go with the ESPN margin, but Moise doesn't have a roster, so it says he's going to lose by 50 points. Um, but I assume he will start a quarterback and a tight end and a running back. 
So give um. Let's say thirty points. Sixteen points for a quarterback. Eight points for a running back and six points for a tight end. So thirty points, yeah. Yeah. So that would mean Kyle needs to win by twenty. Shit. Let's see what my other spreads are. Ah, it's so hard this week with all the buys. Maybe yeah. okay. We'll we'll lock the lock in once everyone actually makes their waiver claims and we get the actual spreads. Okay, that's fair. And then I'll decide if I want to do a lock. I need to make some gambles because even if I make up one win this week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. We can do that. Yeah, because I mean. We've got multiple teams with by players still in their active lineup, so we'll we'll reconvene. Almost every matchup has some sort of like a waiver claims going to decide a starting spot. Yeah, it should be like this should be the most active week on waivers just by necessity. Yeah, all year. Okay, so we will we'll reconvene tomorrow for the lock. Mm-hmm. Um, do we want to do an update on the best ball series? I don't know if we've really even discussed. We've not it. even introduced the best ball series. <laughs> We did a best ball series. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, we did a best ball series. Yeah. Before the season started, we didn't tell you. Mm. We didn't want you to pick up the players that we chose for best yeah. ball, which turned out to be really good players that you should have rostered Yeah. before the season started. Some some bad ones. Some good ones. Mm-hmm. So, hey, who's your quarterback in the best ball league? Uh, I've got Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that guy should have been owned. Yeah. Who's my quarterback? Uh, you got Tom Brady. Yeah, that guy should have been owned too. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Um, also, y- y- your running back, Jamal Williams, has been doing pretty solid. Yeah, he has. What about yeah. my wide receiver? Um, the one who, who he's, <laughs> I think is my, still my number one wide receiver. Uh, well, so your most consistent wide receiver so far in the season was uh, Mr. Devontae Parker. Oh, weird. Yeah. yeah, well, that guy's rostered now too, but that's not mm-hmm. the one I was thinking of. The more streaky one that uh, is quite good. Uh, are you talking about uh, Mr. Hollywood Brown? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he, he, he put up like 26 points week one. Yeah. I We picked these before week one. Yeah. Also, uh, yeah. yeah. You want to run through the – yeah, just run through them. Because if you just run through the good players, they'll think we're smarter than we were. Yeah, well, and I'm I'm looking at it, and I mean the majority of the majority of guys are owned. So here, let's so for example, this last week, um, or I'll tell you what, let's do this. Oh, um, we should set up the way we did this. We just yeah. did a two person draft back and forth, no snake, just back and forth. Uh, so we drafted them that way um, right before the season started. Yeah, so we had so, no priors on it. Uh, so we, uh, and we only drafted undrafted players. Only yep, only players that were on the waiver wire and. Essentially, each week is so we drafted fifteen players each, and each week the we've got to build a lineup that matches our league lineup. So one quarterback, two running backs, uh, two wide receivers, a wide receiver tight end flex, a tight end, our running back wide receiver tight end flex, um, no defenses, um, no kickers, because of course not, and. So we calculate the points, and basically, if you've got two quarterbacks, the highest quarterback points – I mean, it's best ball. If you don't know what it is, yeah. the highest points per position um, get the start. So um, I'll look at – so your best week and my best week. So mm-hmm. 
your best week, your team put up 125.6 points. Mm. Mm. That's waiver wire guys. And that was in week better than we established earlier, better than half the teams in the league have had for their actual best Mm -hmm. score of the year. And so this was week one and all, but one of those guys are currently rostered now. Yeah. That team would have destroyed my actual team (laughs) in week one. Yeah. So you're, so you, you had uh, Tom Brady at Uh quarterback, um, Malcolm Brown and Alexander Madison at running back that week. Um, But like I said, Jamal Williams has been your star at running back so far. Wide receivers were Hollywood Brown, Devontae Parker, and Trey Quinn. And you actually started two tight ends that week with Delaney Walker and Mark Andrews, both putting up 16-plus points in week one. Oh, yeah, Mark Andrews. That's a guy who should have been owned. Yeah, he put up 17 points in week two as well. Mm. So, yeah. Um, My best week uh, came in – week seven in which my team put up 114 points not bad and let's see everyone let's see one all but one of these guys is rostered now as well so uh lamar jackson at quarterback Mm -hmm. i had frank gore and chase edmonds as my running backs oh man you got a chase edmonds week good for you i did i had that 33 point chase edmonds week um Started uh, Cole Beasley and Preston Williams at wide receiver. I also played two. Started that week. They both started that week. I played two tight ends that week as well with uh, Darren Waller and Jimmy Graham. Mm -hmm. Those guys are both. Yeah, (laughs) my and my flex was the weak link with uh, Giovanni Bernard. Um, Oh yeah, but that happens, right? There's a lot of handcuffs that Mm -hmm. we took, some of which have started to pay off, most of Mm -hmm. which not. Yeah, and let's see, highest week, let's see, you had, uh, yeah, I mean, Jamal Williams had a 19-point week for you. Like I said, Chase Edmonds had, like, three solid weeks while DJ was inactive. So, yeah, it's been it's been fun, and with uh, this week, um, I actually, I won this last week, uh, thanks to Lamar Jackson and Preston Williams having monster weeks. Yeah, and, uh, thankfully. So I'm, yep, so I'm, I'm winning that by one game, five to four. Um, with six more weeks to go. So, you know, the Sam Darnold breakout's coming, and uh, that'll be what saves me. Sam <laughs> Darnold is my QB, too. Yeah, <laughs> Sam Darnold had a really good game against the Cowboys, and Tom Brady only outscored him by a couple points. So, <laughs> in all fairness, you, you've got no option but for Sam Darnold to put up points this week for you. Yeah, that's going to be bad, huh? I have to start the darn. It'll be real good. Real good. Mm. <laughs> you just yeah. wait for Dalvin Cook to get hurt. I'm going to ride Alexander Madison to the Dude, I, if, if I could, I would fly up to Minnesota and club his knee myself. I mean, we, yeah. And plus, fuck Kyle. Yeah, because why not? Yeah. Kyle hasn't earned this. No. No. Well, here's what would make this the most Kyle season of all is for him to lose in the playoffs or Super Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl, I think. To Andrew is the most ideal situation. Oh, my God. He's got to lose to Andrew in a week where Saquon and Kamara combined for 70 points. And and Jameis Winston throws five picks, but also 500 yards and four touchdowns. Mm -hmm. And runs one in. And runs one, yeah. And randomly, whatever garbage-ass wide receiver he's starting has their two-touchdown 
Oh, spoiler alert! It's not Jerron Brown. <laughs> no, that guy hopefully isn't owned in week fifteen. Um, no, uh, John Brown. Close. John Brown is who I was referring to. He has like 180 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> and and he could do that. He could. He's what, fast. What, what is he ranked wide receiver on the year? I don't think it's good. No. It is 20. No, 20. it is good. It's yeah. 20. Well, and here's the funny he's thing. 20. He's, he's better he's, than your wide receiver. He's, he's ranked 20. He's got two touchdowns and only two games over 10 points. Wow. And he's wide receiver has been bad this year, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, low-key, really bad. Like, where's Jarvis Landry at? So, if I were to tell you that Jarvis Landry is ranked one point behind David Moore, would you or DJ Moore, would you believe me? I, I'm inclined to believe you because that's a really obscure stat to make up. <laughs> so, Jarvis Otherwise. Landry is the number 32 wide receiver, and DJ Moore is the number 31 wide receiver. <sighs> Let me look up what week Drew dropped him in week um, the week team? of DJ September twenty fifth. No, Jarvis Landry. Oh yeah. Cause I guess he needed to clear space that week. Drew didn't? Yeah, I guess. And so we dropped So Drew could be starting DJ Moore or could be starting Jarvis Landry this week, except that he really needed to drop Landry for uh, Mark Walton. <laughs> Here, here's the deal, though. It's not fair to just pin a single player because – It is fully fair. Because he probably dropped DJ Moore to pick up another player, which he then dropped later that afternoon for another player, yeah. which he dropped two days later for yet another player. It was definitely which, like Landry to Metcalf, which was like the right move, but then he yeah. dropped Metcalf for a third defense. For Kareem Hunt. Then he dropped that defense – for like another tight end, but then he dropped him and then he like picked <laughs> it's, somebody else back. It's, up. it's the week he, he, he dropped him for, um, for Kareem hunt and then dropped Kareem hunt for Jimmy Graham and then dropped mm. Jimmy Graham for Greg Olson and then dropped Greg Olson for Jimmy Graham and then dropped Jimmy Graham for Kareem hunt and then dropped Kareem hunt for Greg Olson again <laughs> is I'm pretty sure exactly how that worked out. Uh, I love Drew's moves. Yeah. They keep the league fresh. Well, and it's funny because Drew's got 28 uh, waiver moves on the season. Uh-huh. Um, is that right? That Sounds good? right. Yeah, uh, 29. He's got 29 waiver moves on the season. I was looking. I have actually got 26 waiver moves on the season. How have you done that? I have no idea because I'm looking at my lineup for this week. And with the mm-hmm. exception of my defense, it is exactly the team I drafted. Except for like one spot that you've been like steady rotating multiple times a week. I mean, I, 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 I rotated defenses for a while until I grabbed 49ers. Um, and then my bench with the exception, I mean, so I've got one, two, three, four, I've got five bench spots that I've kind of been rotating in and out. Um, I've, I've been, I mean, you know, I'll be the first to admit I've been lucky this season and haven't had to really deal with injuries. Um, yeah, I, so I, I don't know how I manage that many waiver claims. Um, when we look at, so Mowry, interesting enough, I noticed, so Mowry's made nine acquisitions on the season. 
Yeah, that's the classic. When your team is really good, you don't need to tinker, and you shouldn't. And if your team's really bad, so let's see, Allen's made 15 waiver claims. But what if your team's really, really bad, Sean? Then what do you do? Uh, if I were to give you the over-under at 10 for how many waiver claims Moise has made. It would have to be more than that, right? There's no way that he could have made less than 10 moves with the team that still has Jerron Brown on the bench. Well, it's it's week 10, so we're averaging one move a week, right? Yeah, that would be. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's made nine waiver claims. Nine moves. Not less than 10 whole integer less sounds bad. Seems bad. Um, you know what? And one of those, that's an acquisition. So one of those was the trade you're right. the trade. So eight waiver moves, but you know, there's probably just nothing on the wire better than Jerron Brown. I mean, it, not if you need two defenses. You know? Yeah, you definitely have to hold the Eagles if you have the Bears. Yeah. You have to. I mean, At least this year. Now, next year when we go zero defense. We're not doing that. <laughs> Streaming defenses is a point of skill that has benefited many a team. No defense. 2020. You heard it here first. You're just – this whole thing came about because Andrew got lucky with New England, which will happen sometimes. How many, uh, how, how many votes do I need from the league? Ten. Here's here's why defense, by the way, and this you'll agree. And this uh, will, we'll we'll, fin- we'll finish up the podcast with Sanford's argument for defenses. Two reasons. One, as I established, streaming defenses is a point. You can just add reasons to make the podcast. <laughs> here's here's the original reason I was going to say: having defenses allows for people like maybe Moe's to spend more than a dollar on a defense and then get fucked by it, which actively helps everyone who's not that stupid. But they only spend $1 more. It's Sometimes they spend more dollars more. More than and one. They stick with the, there's a sudden cost if I paid more than a dollar and they keep them all year and then they roster a second one and it makes them worse. Yeah, but if, if you spend $2 on a defense and you end up picking one up off the waiver wire, that's like spending $1 per defense. Yeah, but you also hold a roster spot, and it makes your team worse. Mm. But you're no other position like will start a game off with ten points automatically. Yes, that is true. So it makes sense. Two defenses, twenty points. No, I'm already no, halfway there. I'm already halfway there. Not quite how it works. Although, if you're advocating that we open the flex up to a second defense, <laughs> I'm okay with. Could you imagine having the flex and just putting New England defense in the flex all year? Dude, you had you, like you looked into San Francisco and New England and you just start both defenses. Did you know that la- uh, before last week's games, um, San Francisco's defense was the number six highest scoring player in? Why are you trying to get rid of defense? This is like you heard it first. Twenty twenty, no defenses. <laughs> That's not. Okay, well, so give me, give me, give me reason number two, since you just made one up on the fly. Is that streaming defenses is a point of skill, and that better players are better at streaming defenses, and it helps them, especially when their teams are bad, and then they stream defenses, and it helps them win four games this year. Give me an example. The, the Rape Babies, two thousand nineteen. 
Oh. You've streamed defenses in the past when your team's been bad, and you've won because of it. I absolutely have not. No defense is torn. <laughs> Which one? All of them. No, every, no. every single one of them. Every, every defense. Good player ever. stream defenses. You know what? If you're listening, you should not stream defenses. It's a, actually, it's dangerous. You'll lose more than you win if you do it. You, sh- okay. you shouldn't do it. I want, I, I, I want to tell you this, and I, and I say this out of a place of love. If I were to tell you that the Patriots' defense has scored 1.2 points less than Dalvin Cook, the number two running back in the league, what would you say to that? That the New England defense is an outlier, and we don't normally have a defense like this. And they're just like actually fucking insane this year. And that's putting up one point last week. New England's defense put up one point last week and they are, are 1.2 points behind Dalvin cook. Andrew is, he does a lot of research. He knows his football. He picks a defense. He knows he's going to get a lot of touchdowns. Don't patronize me. So (laughs) the the Patriots, defense has put up 71 points more than the number two defense on the season. Yeah, but they're like a historic outlier. What if we were to compare them to the number four defense on the season? Who is that? The Panthers, randomly. A hundred, weird. A hundred and two points. A hundred and two points difference between the number one and the number four. Yeah. But again, this never happens. There's a reason that they stick out. Defenses never do this. If you had to guess the range between the number one and the number 32 defense Ooh. on the season, what would you God, think? The that number, number 32 defense might be like net negative points. Is that Miami's? It is not Miami's. Weird. What, would you, what would you guess that number would be? Uh, how many points does New England have total? 174. 150 different you would be wrong by a total of 34 points so it is net negative falcons defense has negative 10 points oh i forgot they're so bad they are the baddest they're just oh okay yeah but like (laughs) yeah they're negative 10 on the season yikes yeah Big yikes. Um, yeah, no, I'm cool with defense. I like defense. More defenses. Defense in the flex. 2020. Two defense league. Let's get deep on it. Two defense, a half quarterback. Okay. Next you year. Half, half the points your quarterback would have got. Next year we go. Next year we go PPR, but it only applies to quarterbacks. Or tight ends. No. Because then Austin Hooper would have like 8 billion points. Yeah, but... Would only be like 10 points behind the New England defense in total points. But Ian Tom Thomas would have no more points. Okay. What if I were to ask you what you think the difference in points is between the number one tight end and the number 10 tight end? Ooh, that's a good one. Um... 
70 points. No, not quite. Not quite. Uh, it is 45 points, 46 okay. points. Although, um, what's crazy about that is, so that's Darren Fells, right? Am I counting that right? Uh, number 10 is actually Hunter Henry. Jesus Christ. So let me uh, Who has like, played half the games this year? That's double almost. Um, tight end is so bad this year. Yeah. I'd sooner cut tight end than defense. Tight end is just fucking insane. What if we have a flex? By the way, you wouldn't cut tight end. You would just make that wide receiver tight end spot the only spot. So you still start a tight end. You just don't have to. That. So people, yeah. So you get like three tight ends who are drafted. And... Yeah. Like if this happens another three years in a row, that's probably the direction we got to go. Because if tight ends just become like fullbacks where like most mm-hmm. teams don't use them and it's weird to mandate it, then we shouldn't do that. But then it means no one ever drafts Austin Hooper ever again, and there's always an Austin Hooper, and someone always picks up Austin Hooper off the waiver wire, and I yeah. don't love that idea much. So, okay, one more fun one. Okay. What would you guess the difference in total points on the season is between the number one running back and the number one wide receiver? Ooh, that's a good question. Is the running back definitely ahead of the wide receiver? Oh, yeah. The number one, oh, yeah, because the number one running back is McCaffrey, and he's put mm-hmm. up 900 points. Um, Evans is the number one wide receiver, and he's put up Three. like 120 points, probably. So 80 points difference. Ooh. You are actually pretty close. Yes. It's 76 points. Oh, okay. Yeah, right on. 204 points for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. 200 yeah. points in nine weeks. The point difference between the number one running back and the number two running back is 30 points. Am I seeing this right? That Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are the number one and number two wide receivers in fantasy? Uh, and they play for the correct. same. You are correct. You are correct, fucking nuts the correct answer was tampa bay's wide receivers <laughs> but not their quarterback that guy's still garbage no, no and here's here's what's funny right so mike evans is the number one wide receiver and has still had games with zero points uh-huh. 2.8 points uh-huh. and 6.1 points yeah i lost all those weeks yeah, Evans turns out when you have a 40-point week, it uh, does work. Yeah, like the, the wide receiver one this year only has seven touchdowns on the season. Yeah, and they're most they of them are in the same they, couple they games. They came in four games. Yeah. Yeah, the 24 points when he only scored one touchdown is, uh, is good. That's good. Oh, in case... In case... Uh, Y'all were all curious. I own the number one and number three wide receivers on the year right now. And, uh, and you feel like that's a flex, right? Like, that's good, right? Yeah. What if I were to tell you that Kyle owns the number four and number five wide receiver on the year, and both of them were on bye last week? Yeah. Kyle should have lost last week, but whoever played him was a garbage person. 
You know, in all one. fairness, Tampa Bay's had their – They played um, Rosen, right? I don't know, but – I think he played Rosen and Rosen <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> oh, that was just a sneeze. Excuse me, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if I were to tell you – okay. Who do you no, he didn't play Rosen. Sorry, apologies, Rosen. You don't, you don't suck. I uh, played Andrew. Andrew fucking sucks. Okay, I'm going to name four wide receivers for you, and you have to tell me which one is ranked the highest on the season. Mm. Okay, we've got Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. Not him. We've got Stefan Diggs. Mm, okay, I we've know got, where he is. We've got Cameron Sutton. Okay, not him. And we've got Cortland DeAndre- Sutton. I'm sorry, yeah, Cortland Sutton. And we've got DeAndre Hopkins. Diggs. So, Allen, Hopkins, Diggs, and Sutton. Big Diggs. Mm. You would be wrong. <laughs> Whoa. Really? Cortland Sutton is the number 10 receiver on the season. What the fuck? Cortland Sutton is 14 points behind Julio Jones. On the season. Uh, if we drafted tomorrow, I'm not sure he would have been on my draft board still. <laughs> if we drafted tomorrow, you could have drafted... had a single like well, he's had two good games yeah. all year. Now he he hasn't had a bye week, which is helping him out quite a bit, but but here's the deal. You could have drafted Chris Godwin, DJ yeah. Chark, mm-hmm. and Cortland Sutton and spent twenty three dollars. Mm-hmm. On all three of those guys and had three top mm-hmm. 10 wide receivers. Yeah. Why well, didn't I know that? You could have if also. I had that very particular set of guys and not any of the guys that were right around them. Okay. The Corn Sutton one is weird if you look at his weekly numbers. Like that shouldn't add up to number 10, but I guess yeah. it somehow does. But like a lot of weeks, he still would have fully lost you that week. Okay, I'm going to give you four running backs, and you have to tell me which of these guys is ranked the highest. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, I'm inclined to say him, but I think this is a trick. (laughs) Uh, David Johnson. Oh, not him, because he's been hurt. John Connor. Okay. And Derek Henry. Terminator guy or the Pittsburgh running back? (laughs) James Connor. James (laughs) Connor. So... So fourth? what's the fourth? Again, so we got Elliot, we got Johnson, we got Connor, yes. and we got Henry, Derek Henry. Oh, Henry, fuck. Oh man, the obvious answer is Zeke, but I feel like that's why that's a trick. Uh it's too obvious. I'm gonna go Derek Henry because he's been mad scoring touchdowns despite being suck ass all year. You would be correct. Yes. Derrick Henry has 1.1 points more than Zeke does on the season. How many touchdowns does he have? Derrick Henry has six rushing touchdowns and two receiving touchdowns for a total of eight touchdowns. Yeah. He scored all but one week this year. No, he's got a couple double up games, so I'm sure he's fucked at least some. You know, if Derrick Henry wasn't having the best season of his life, Moe's would be even worse. Mm-hmm. By the way, like Henry probably shouldn't be playing this well. He probably won't continue that pace the rest of the year. For example, in case you were about to get on the uh, Moise hype train, I'd advise against it. 
Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I just wanted to be Allen. Holy shit, he's running back five. I just want him to beat Allen in week 12 and for them to both lose out otherwise. And I just want to see Allen in a two-piece. A two-piece. <laughs> like two-piece mild with some fries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the bread stuck to the bottom. Um, oh, I just – haven't we earned Allen in a dress? Absolutely. Nothing, nothing I think is more appropriate than Alan wearing a dress in Vegas. Here's the thing like, we've seen Moise in a dress twice before. <laughs> Holy shit, we did it. <laughs> we filled an hour and a half. That's that was our goal. <laughs> All right, guys. So, on that note, um, if you have a God that's like your own personal version of like a Jesus or a God, and like no one else has that same God, but you got that God, then maybe pray to them that you don't wear a dress this year. Um, but everyone else just, I, I don't know. Well, no, so, uh, now's a good time to say, um, you should listen to this uh, podcast in, in parts. You shouldn't try to listen to the whole thing at once. <laughs> you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do yeah. that. We don't advise that you do that. Yeah. Like, you should have broken this up into parts. Unless you're an endurance guy. Right. Cause like sometimes the sex isn't good, but if you can go for two hours, like it makes up for it in just in pure self-esteem or (laughs) (laughs) just (laughs) yeah just 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 put benny and the jets on loop and (laughs) keep going at it until the guys sleep on you pissed off i just if you've made it this far um you shouldn't have listened to this all the way through Mm. you should have broken it up um if if you made it this far, the keyword is banana. And if you tell us Ooh, that, then you get a guarantee. Then we automatically banana. slot in a win for you any week that you play Allen or Moe's for the rest of the season. Okay. Yeah. Unless you play each other and then that's fair. Um, banana hammock though. Banana hammock. Yeah. Not to be confused with Kirk Hammett, the guitarist from Metallica. You can confuse it. If you confuse okay. that, we'll let it slide actually. Banana hammock. <laughs> Well, totally take that as an answer. Right. And if you're still even listening now, oh God. <laughs> congratulations. That traffic must be insane that you're in. And, and it is because this is Dallas. <laughs> if you don't live in Dallas, then I don't know what's wrong with you. But I will tell you this. Either in Pittsburgh or Missouri, or I'm somehow listening back to the and forgot. Uh, that we recorded it and I'm in Reno. So, so congratulations on making it this far into the podcast. Um, so one more comparison question for you and we'll go mm-hmm. ahead and wrap this up. Okay. What do you think the difference is in the current runtime for this podcast Compared to the runtime for the movie The Martian. Oh God. With the where he's on Mars and he's gotta grow his own crops. Uh and <laughs> it, the farts of the oxygen with but they they're recycled. Um I, I also want to let you know that if you go to Google right now and Google the Martian runtime, and don't do this because this uh-huh. question is still pending. All right. Uh, they, yes. They have a people also ask section with additional questions. And two of those four questions are amazing. One of those is how did Matt Damon make water in the Martian? 
And the fourth question is, who is the black guy in The Martian? <laughs> who is the black guy in The Martian? Uh, he was NASA's director of Mars missions, Dr. Venkat Kapoor. Oh, nice. Okay. He is a oh. Hindu Asian Indian, but is played by British black actor Chiwetel. That Jewel. seems racist. So he's like in Indian face the whole movie? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's a black guy with a red dot on his forehead. I think that's so racist. You can't blind his third uh, 20, eye. Well, so now we're encroaching closer to Martian runtime. So I'm going to amend my answer to like 18 minutes difference. Okay. In, so you're saying that the Martian is 18 minutes longer? Than right now. Okay. I would say that you're incorrect. The Martian is actually 58 minutes longer. Oh. How, so it's like two and a half hours? It's two and a half hours. Yes. We get to so, do another hour? I mean, if we want to reach the caliber of such great films as The Martian. It, I mean, how else are they going to write a book about this if it's not really <laughs> Martian? Look, it got 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. It had to be good. The book or the movie? Uh, well, the, the book's based on the movie. <laughs> okay. I assume at some point you will just cut to music. I mean, yeah, eventually. <laughs> I don't know when that will be. be a <laughs> I, I may part. also just cut to The Martian. Oh, my God. The Martian in its entirety. <laughs> just the audio. Like, why is this podcast four or five hours long? <laughs> oh, wait. I made it to the end. The bonus ending is The Martian. Mm. Oh, no, the audio book, not even the movie. Ooh, as so it's read... Like, it's like 36 hours. It's the audiobook as read by Banana Hammett. <laughs> All right, guys. That's the podcast. Oh, I thought you were just going to hard cut after that. Oh, I don't You're know. Wrap up. We'll, we'll figure something out. If, if I don't <laughs> hard cut, then at least everyone will know that it's probably better that they haven't gotten podcasts every week. So, so you may or may not have hard cut by this point, mm. but in case you haven't. Nobody with me. Not there for me. Yeah.